Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. This is Gina. Nicole is not joining me today, as this is a bonus episode that I'm actually recording not on Mother's Day, but the day before Mother's Day. So it's Mother's Day weekend. Uh, it's my weekend, your weekend. Woohoo! Today's episode will be all about my firstborn, Paige, who made me a mother in August of 2014. I'm going to give you a little background on Paige as an infant and growing up to where she is now, which is age four and a half, and hopefully, hopefully shed some light on some of the comments that I've made in past episodes specifically with regards to her having a difficult time with big group activities uh, and kid activities. I'm going to share her story, then talk about a book I discovered that seemed to describe her perfectly, and which has helped me be a better mother to her. Afterwards, you'll get to meet the one and only Paige Michelle Forster as I do a little interview with her. She's actually upstairs right now, just super excited to talk to you all. So first, a little bit about Paige. Paige was an easy baby overall. She slept through the night at age six weeks. That is correct. Not months, but weeks. Uh, she took bottles well, although I didn't. she did not latch well, which is why I had to pump for a year. Paige didn't cry unless she needed something. Uh, there was always a reason that was generally pretty easy to figure out. Paige became more difficult at age seven months, which is really to be expected since babies begin to crawl around that time um, and become more independent. She was all of a sudden her own person, and I loved it, but boy, did it seem to come out of left field. Anyone with kids knows this feeling. Paige was a slow talker. She typically used her hands to speak or moaned and groaned or grunted. She started making noises and saying very simple words like mama and dada at a fairly early age, about five months or so, but didn't seem to progress much after that, even about even until she was, um, or even when she uh, arrived at age one and one and a half even. She really was, was not progressing much in her speech. We did get into into speech therapy at around 18 months, and her speech did get better pretty quickly. She went to speech off and on for about six months, and I think it just, um, I think it did help, uh, but overall, I I believe she just needed some more time, um, and the therapy was really just a bonus. From the get-go, Paige startled very easily. If someone came into the room and started talking randomly, she would jump. If I closed a cabinet even ever so slightly in the kitchen, she would jump. Uh, she was, she would startle, um, especially as an infant. I still don't know if this is common for all kids and infants as Cameron was and is the exact same way. As she continued to grow, her sensitivity to sound became more apparent. In bathrooms, she screamed and still does when toilets are flushed or hand dryers are activated. Going into a public restroom with an automatic flusher or um, an automatic hand dryer is really uh, the, an idea of her nightmare. Something I've mentioned on this podcast is that Paige takes a long time to warm up to new kids and adults, but especially kids. In organized sports, she has yet to participate without her being without me being by her side. Around age one, I had her in a toddler sporties for shorties class, and out of the 10 kids, or out of the other 10 kids, uh, Paige was the only one who clinged to me the entire time. And I'm not kidding. She was the only one. I did find that a little strange. I thought at age one, that would be pretty common. And since then, I've had Cameron in a similar class, and uh, he is really the exact same way. When he was in the same class, there were about six other kids. Um, there was one other child who was the, who was like that, who cling, clung to his parent 
uh, the same way that Cameron did, but the others didn't seem to do that. Even after the first and second and third class, both of my children uh, still didn't want to do the activities without me by, the, by their side um, throughout the entire class. And Paige especially almost seemed afraid of the other kids. This persisted with swim lessons, more sporties for shorties classes, and still happens today, which is why I'm fearful signing her up for things since at her age now, parents really aren't supposed to join in or even allowed to join in. I do have a plan for this since I can't just never enroll her in these helpful and fun after-school activities. She wants to do things like take dance lessons, so I plan to bring her to the dance studio a handful of times before enrolling, uh, really to help her slowly warm up to it. She thrives in preschool since she has been there for about two years now, but it did take her a while to get used to it, about seven months to finally stop crying when I left for work, which again, I realize is very common. Um, our teachers have actually told us that there are, or did, they did tell us back then when we first enrolled her that she was one of probably about three other kids who are the exact same way and who every, every morning they would cling to their parents and cry. So definitely not something that's not common. The teachers also told us, um, after way too long in my opinion, that Paige never participated in circle time. She always stayed in another part of the room. She also didn't go to the Friday trips to the gym for group play. Why? Well, because she just doesn't do well in big stimulating groups and situations, and she takes about 15 minutes to an hour to really warm up, and by then, oftentimes, the activity is finished. Paige was super easy to potty train and was easy in so many ways, but other things that stuck out was that she was very sensitive to getting wet, getting dirty, and especially water in her face. She still, after going to the pool monthly since age six months, will not get her face wet in the pool. I know it will happen one day. I'm not inherently patient, but pushing her to swim does, does no good, as we all know. And yes, we have invested in multiple different types of goggles. She doesn't like the feeling of goggles on her face either. She really just doesn't like anything on her face. So we're just going to have to give it time, and that's okay. Paige also had and has a lot of trouble winding down at the end of most nights, as she has always been very easily stimulated, very easily stimulated. You're probably thinking these are all typical toddler behaviors, and yes, they are. I kept telling myself that. But again, for Paige, everything was just a little beyond what we considered, what was considered quote-unquote normal behavior. I talked to friends, family, many people, and even those who hung out with Paige agreed that she showed very natural preschool traits but just at a different level, and also very natural infant and toddler traits. I started defining her to myself as sensitive. That was it. She was just very sensitive. When she met new people and turned her head and buried herself into my leg, people would say, oh, she's just shy. And I would respond, no, 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 she's not shy. She's just slow to warm up. Again, sensitive. Sensitive to situations such as meeting new people, for example. Because after she gets to know people, she's vivacious, outgoing, and full of energy. One day, I typed in sensitive children into Google and found exactly what I was looking for. I found and ordered a book called The Highly Sensitive Child, helping our children thrive when the world overwhelms them. I read every page and honestly couldn't put it down, as I'd finally found something that describes my daughter perfectly. So here's a quote directly from the book that kind of gives you a sense of what a highly sensitive child might be. A highly sensitive child is one of the 15 to 20% of children born with a nervous system that is highly aware and quick to react to everything. This makes them quick to grasp subtle changes, prefer to reflect deeply before acting, and generally behave conscientiously. They're also easily overwhelmed by high levels of stimulation, sudden changes, and the emotional distress of others. 
Because children are a blend of a number of temperament traits, some highly sensitive children are fairly um, difficult, active, emotional, intense, demanding, and persistent, while others are calm, turn inward, and almost too easy to raise except for when they are expected to join a group of children they do not know. But outspoken and fussy or reserved and obedient, all highly sensitive children are sensitive to their emotional and physical environment. So reading this, I would, I would put Paige in the category of outspo- outspoken and fussy for sure. Um, and what it says in here is that, um, uh, let's see, outspoken and fussy, either active, emotionally intense, demanding, and persistent. That, is, that perfectly describes Paige, especially the persistent one. Um, but regardless. Uh, I'm not trying to put her in a, into a category. The best part of the book is that it helped me understand how to better um, parent her. So that's what I'm going to go into here in a second. So like I said, most importantly, it, it wasn't about defining her. The book shared some amazing tips and helpful hints on how to help her thrive in an overstimulated world such as this. So as the book says, highly sensitive children, when raised right, turn out to be extraordinary and exceptional kids. And if you want to have an exceptional child, you must be willing to have an exceptional child. What this means, as I found out, is that highly sensitive children will test your patience in so many ways, even beyond those of non-sensitive children, especially if you're not highly sensitive yourself, as I am not. But if you learn about how they tick and how best to parent them and support them, they will grow up to be exceptional. If you're curious to see if your child is highly sensitive, please take the quiz that I linked in the show notes. I think the quiz is more useful for older toddlers at age, um, at least age four, in my opinion, as a lot of the questions seem to be ones that most parents of toddlers would probably say yes to. But many of the traits that I thought Paige would, go, would outgrow as she got older really have not, and now I understand why. As I read this book, I learned two things right away. Our obsession with getting Paige to bed on time every night, every single night, even on weekends for the first three years of her life and even now, although to a slightly lesser extent, despite what friends were doing with their kids and what family suggested, was smart and necessary. I kept thinking maybe she just needs more sleep than other kids. We aren't crazy, right? We weren't crazy. We were right. Paige is highly sensitive, so needs more time to wind down, relax, and recoup for the next day. I also learned that my mother, whom I love very dearly, is also highly sensitive. But truly, this wasn't a surprise. Both my mother and I have always known she's sensitive, very sensitive. And yes, if you're wondering, there is a book about highly sensitive adults too, because highly sensitive children don't outgrow it. They generally grow up to be highly sensitive adults as well. So the funny thing is, is that Paige has always resembled my mom in looks. And the book says, quote unquote, there is likely a close family member who is also highly sensitive and whom your highly sensitive child likely resembles. Wow. What a light bulb moment. Just knowing there was a better way to handle her hypersensitivity to the world made me happy. One section of the book said, the research is now clear that parenting does matter and much more in raising highly sensitive children whose temperaments are at the extreme end of normal. And in studies done with monkeys, reactive or sensitive monkeys randomly assigned at birth to be raised by especially calm mothers turned out to be far more resilient adults compared to those raised by nervous mothers. That will stick out to me forever. I'm a very anxious type A and yes, controlling person. But I've since learned that that personality does not jive with highly sensitive children, especially when that personality is from their mother. I've since changed my attitude and temperament in front of Paige in so many ways. 
Since reading the book, I've realized that Paige doesn't respond well to punishments that are too great. A simple punishment will do, even for the most horrendous behaviors. Okay, she's four. There really haven't been too many of those, but so we'll see how I'll handle those horrendous quote-unquote behaviors. Highly sensitive children internalize punishments, and it can ruin their entire day. Case in point, one day when Paige was at preschool, one of her teachers raised her voice at her, and they told me she didn't talk the rest of the day. They were perplexed. Now it makes sense. She didn't like to be yelled at. No kid does, but she internalized it all day long. I, as Paige's mother, have relaxed and become more at ease about so many things. Highly sensitive children even notice the smallest change in tone when there is any type of emotional rift in the family. Therefore, Nick and I have worked on taking any intense conversations, even the slightest bit intense, to another room, which, let's be honest, is probably good to do in any household. Up to 20% of people are highly sensitive, some studies say, and of those, 30% are extroverts and the vast majority, 70% are introverts. Paige, I believe, is an extrovert. While she could take 15 minutes to even sometimes a couple hours to warm up to a person or a group of people, especially young kids, once she does, she doesn't stop talking, bossing, and deeply emerging herself in play and expression. Today's episode is being recorded the day before Mother's Day or Mother's Day weekend because Paige made me a mother and she's my best friend. I know if she's anything like me, she will one day understand the bond that mothers and daughters have, and she will call me too her best friend if I'm lucky. Before you meet Paige, I want to say that high sensitivity is not a diagnosis, and it's not an illness or a disorder. It's an inborn temperament. Reading or even skimming the book I have put in the show notes can help you have a better understanding of how to help your highly sensitive child thrive in a world that might be just a little bit more overwhelming for them compared to their friends. Okay. So now I'm going to pause and go grab Paige so you can uh, get to know her a little bit better. All right, now I'm here with Paige, and she's super excited to be interviewed. I have not read these questions to her, so she's going to be surprised by all these questions, and she hasn't come up with any answers yet. All right, Paige, I have the first question. Well, first of all, tell everyone how old you are. Um, I'm four. Wow, you didn't say four and a half. You're talking to the microphone. <laughs> um, I'm four and a half. And when's your birthday? Um, August 17th. <laughs> okay, so we have a nickname for you, right? Do you know what your nickname is? Can you tell everyone? You forgot. We call you Beasts. Beasts. And do you know, can you tell our listeners why we call you Beasts? I forgot. You don't remember? Who calls you Beasts? Yeah, stay in there. Cameron calls me Beast. Yeah, so Cameron's two. And for the longest time, he couldn't say Paige, so he called Paige Beast. So now it's kind of stuck, so we call her Beast. Do you like it, Paige, when we call you Beast? Yeah? Okay. Okay, so we play this game whenever we're eating dinner. <laughs> Stop it. We play a game when we're eating dinner, and we talk about our favorite part of our day and our least favorite part of our day, right? So will you tell our listeners, so far, in the hour that you've been awake, what has been your, your favorite part of your day and your least favorite part of your day? Um, Talk into the microphone. My least favorite part of the day is when I, is when, um, is when, uh, I forget. <laughs> what do you think? My least favorite part of the day is when 
is when um um I um um I had to wake up. Oh, that was your least favorite part. Okay, you wanted to, you wanted to keep sleeping. You should have. <laughs> no one's gonna stop you from sleeping. Okay, what has been your best part of the day so far? When I came down with mommy and Tata. Ooh, good answer, Paige. Okay. Okay, here's another question, Paige. This is a big one. What in this world makes you the most happy? Everything. Everything. Wow. Actually, that is not a surprise. Okay, here's another question. Are you excited to start kindergarten in August? Um... No. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't like kindergarten. You don't like kindergarten? Are you a little bit sad to leave your friends in preschool? Yeah, because I don't like kindergarten. Do you know what kindergarten is? No. It's just the step up from preschool. <laughs> You're being funny. Okay. So, tell me. Oh, here's a good one. So, um, yeah, did you want to say something? Go ahead, talk into the microphone. When I go to my when I have my birthday, um I get to um I get to um um I get to go to the park and set up stuff for my friends to go into and do stuff with me and my cake is going to be um so yummy and it's going to be carrot. Carrot? Carrot cake. Oh, carrot cake. I didn't know this. No? <laughs> you decided no? Actually, that, that was going to be one of my questions. So your birthday is in August, and this is going to be a big one because you're going to turn five. And we usually have birthday parties for Paige, but just small ones with our, our family, honestly. It's usually about five to maybe eight people. But this year, we're inviting some friends. So can you tell our listeners what we're going to do? You just told them we're going to the park. We rented one of the shelters at the park. What are the games that we're going to play um, with your friends at the party? Um, I forgot all of them. You forgot them all? I'm going to play a piñata. Can you tell our listeners what piñata is? Um, a piñata is um, when... Um, when um, we um, get to put candy in like a little board, and then we have a little fin. Then we try to hit it, and then we hit it, and then we um we get to get all the candy. If somebody hits it, we get to get all of the candy in a basket. Yes, that's gonna be so much fun. I'm excited about that. So you want carrot cake and a pinata. So. Oh, wait, no carrot cake. Okay. So what do you think you want instead? Do you want a chocolate cake, vanilla cake? Vanilla. Vanilla. I want vanilla cake, actually, because I don't like carrot cake. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Okay. So I've got one more question. Okay. So the other day, your aunt and your grandma brought you to a new ice cream place called Graders. And there were lots of kids there, tons of kids, because it just opened. Can you tell our listeners about that experience? The microphone. <laughs> I want to hold it. No, you can't hold it. Why? Because it'll make weird noises. Um, for my um, when I did that, Cameron 
loved the place, but I didn't. Yeah, why? So, so then, because uh, we had a sign, and it said, take off shoes with socks, but I didn't have socks, so I, I just cried, and then I cried, and then, um, Rachel took me back to the, um, back to the place, and then, but Cameron liked it, then I didn't, so then, um, she, um, Rachel said, do you want a lollipop? And I said, yes, and I got a lollipop. Okay, so you didn't have any socks on, so you weren't really allowed to play? Is that the only reason you didn't like it, or was it? I was scared I was going to get kicked out. <laughs> you were going to get kicked out? But was it? So, oh, you have to go potty. Okay. I was trying to get at that you told me that that it was just too many kids there. Did you think it was too many kids? Was it too overwhelming yeah. for you? And yeah. They, and it was too loud for my ears. <laughs> okay. Well, Paige has to go. <laughs> Paige has to go potty right now. So, do you want? Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners? You want to say bye? All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. You're going to hear from Paige and also Shay, Nicole's oldest daughter as well, uh, pretty soon when we go to Michigan to visit uh, her family. Uh, So look forward to that. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, follow us on Facebook at Dietitian's Dish Podcast and Instagram at Dietitian's Dish Podcast. Also check out our new website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com, where all of our episodes are streaming. Also coming up May 20th, we will be dishing about eating disorders and our histories with a less than desirable relationship with food and how that has affected the way we parent. Until then, everyone, be well, and I hope you all had a great Mother's Day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.